And welcome in to a mini audio only edition of your favorite Steelers podcast, Odyssey's fourth down in the Steel City. Josh Taylor has a maintenance day. I'm Chris Mack, Greg Finley producing. And true, you can't see this one on 93.7 The Fan's YouTube page like you can with the great majority of our episodes, but you are listening to it in whatever app you use to get your podcast. So be sure to subscribe or follow or do whatever you got to do in that app to get notified as soon as new episodes of 4th Down in the Steel City are ready and available. It's very simple to do. And then... As soon as new content is up, including later in the week, when we will have our Building the Game Plan episode, sponsorable by your favorite uh, building company, construction company, home improvement company, whatever it may be. Uh, I'm only half kidding. Uh, Our Building the Game Plan episode later in the week, you can get it as soon as it's ready. As we preview Steelers Rams, our hot sheet episode where we make all our picks for the weekend across the NFL slate. All of it, our Tomlin Tuesday episodes, our post game episodes available and in your pocket via your favorite app, maybe even your free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Download it today and take us with you as soon as they are available All you got to do, follow, subscribe, make sure you download, interact, please leave a review, reach out to us on Twitter as well, or however you want to do it, comments on the YouTube page. It's all available to you as we welcome it on fourth down in the Steel City. And what are we touching on today? Well, it happened uh, shortly after we were done uh, speaking in reference to the Mike Tomlin press conference, right? So the Mike Tomlin press conference happens every Tuesday at noon. Uh, Josh and I talked about it on Tuesday afternoon, uh, not long after it was over. And then Tuesday night, we got a little bit of news, didn't we? News that the Steelers would be uh, shuffling corners to a certain extent, which is interesting to me because of all weeks to shuffle things around at corner when you're going up against Cooper Cup, Puka Nakua, and Tutu Atwell uh, is interesting. Uh, but nonetheless, we've all had our issues with Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace in coverage. So at the very least, we've been yelling and screaming and moaning and wailing and gnashing our teeth and saying, please get Joey Porter Jr. more snaps. I think we'll see it this weekend because, well, they're going to be facing a team that's running a whole lot more 11 personnel on offense, one running back, one tight end, and three wide receivers as a base offense. That's what the Rams run. And so, yes, there will be uh, more snaps, I think, for Joey Porter Jr. I think the majority of the time we'll see him lining up on the outside. The question then, is it Pat Pete or Wallace moving to the inside? Uh, I would think... I, you know, I'm really up in the air, to be quite honest. It could be either one of them. Neither of them is still really fully equipped at this point in their careers to play outside, at least not as well as Joey Porter Jr. Do we have questions about Joey Porter Jr.? Yeah, uh, questions about his tackling have always existed. They're always going to exist. But Joey Porter Jr. is not here. Joey Porter Jr. was not taken with the 32nd overall pick. Joey Porter Jr. was not successful at Penn State as one of the best corners, if not the best corner in the Big Ten last year, because of his tackling. It was because of his ability to close on receivers and break up plays, which he is great at. At least he was great at the collegiate level, and so far he looks to be very good at the NFL level, and that's with minimal playing time, coming up with the key interception against the Ravens in the end zone in Week 5 against Lamar Jackson and Odell Beckham Jr. So, that being said... 
Will we see Joey Porter Jr. get more time? I do believe we will. I just don't think it's for the same reason that all of us want it to be, which is he's better than Peterson and Wallace. I think Mike Tomlin will look at it simply as, well, we got to have more corners on the field and he's next in line, which is somewhat disappointing that he still hasn't superseded Peterson and Wallace. But I think what you get in the cornerback shuffle that happened Tuesday as Desmond King who does have some re- potential as a return threat. But listen, when you've got Calvin Austin the third on the roster, do you necessarily need that? I don't think so. Um, Desmond King was going to work when he worked in the secondary inside, whether it be in the slot or uh, he almost lined up way off the ball as a safety at times. He was going to work in nickel or more accurately dime situations uh, on the inside. He, he was not brought here, Desmond King, to be an outside guy. And what this team needs, I've said it for a couple weeks now, is they need another outside guy. Peterson and Wallace are not meant to play outside anymore. They need somebody besides Joey Porter Jr. who can play outside. So they reshuffled the cornerback deck, so to speak, telling Desmond King, according to Tom Pelissero of NFL Network, their plan is to release him if they can't find a trade partner, the trade deadline now a little less than two weeks away, October 31st, Halloween. Um, That not as important a piece of the puzzle here as signing rookie corner Darius Rush off the Chiefs practice squad. Rush was drafted in the fifth round by the Colts and then later waived by the Colts towards the end of training camp and picked up by Kansas City. Um, Rush, if you're familiar with the name and can't quite place it, was a quality corner prospect coming out in last year's draft from South Carolina. Some people had him pegged as a third-round pick. So you're talking a guy who was pegged by some to go on the second day of the draft but ended up sliding to the fifth round and then for whatever reason couldn't break camp with the Colts but ends up being picked up by a quality team, the reigning Super Bowl champs, but just doesn't crack the lineup and due to some roster shuffling there, ends up being available And the Steelers snap him up. The reason I like Darius Rush is he's in effect a poor man's Joey Porter Jr. Darius Rush is long, lean, athletic, uh, fast, but not necessarily. And I like the, the way Cynthia Freeland of NFL Network put it last spring during the draft. He's not necessarily bursty. Doesn't have a lot of burst. Uh, on his first couple of steps, not maybe fast twitch, right? But he's the kind of guy who has great closing speed. Similar in some ways to Joey Porter Jr. Similar really uh, to what you get from a lot of Penn State uh, corners and even safeties. Guys who are very good in covering ground once the ball is in the air and making plays on it, or at the very least making plays on the receiver to break up the uh, attempted pass. And all the way up to like, this is to get off topic for just a second. Um, But if you look at the kid from Bell Vernon, Quentin Martin, who uh, Penn State has recruited and he's committed there. um, He is very much like that. Tall, lean, fast, but more about reaching top end speed, not necessarily twitchy and bursty. Again, as Cynthia Freeland would put it. Uh, first couple steps, it's more about getting up to top speed. And I think that's why he'll do very well in Penn State secondary next year and beyond. But anyway, back to Darius Rush, South Carolina product, fifth round pick by the Colts, then with the Chiefs, now a Pittsburgh Steeler. 
I don't think it'll happen immediately because, look, we can barely get Mike Tomlin to insert Joey Porter Jr. into games. But I do think by the end of the year, if Rush shows what he showed when he played well at South Carolina, there's a good chance by the time we get to the end of the year, and look, I know no one wants to talk about the end of the year next season already. We're still crossing our fingers and, you know, knocking on wood that something can happen this year. But I think next year, when you come back to camp, Levi Wallace is gone. Patrick Peterson is in the second year of his two-year deal. And Peterson's the inside guy in the nickel. And Porter and Rush could be your outside guys, your outside starters. That's two young corners who, look, Porter's more physical than Rush. I think he's got the capability of playing up in man coverage. Rush is more of an off-ball guy. But I'm fine with that because that fits into the Steelers system and they'll have to adjust less for it. But I really like the idea of two long, lean, fast corners with great closing speed, who like to make plays on the ball, who, especially in Porter's case, can get a little physical. I'm okay with that, even if they're not the best tacklers in the world. So, real quick, sort of 10-minute Cliff's Notes version uh, of what Darius Rush and the acquisition means for the Steelers. He's a future outside corner in this league. Is it as a starter for the Steelers across from Joey Porter Jr.? Well, pump the brakes. Let's get Joey Porter Jr. starting on the outside first. Please, Mike Tomlin. Let's get Broderick Jones starting at left tackle, hopefully this Sunday, instead of Dan Moore Jr., because if that doesn't happen, that's coaching malpractice and malfeasance as well. But before we get ahead of ourselves and start talking about Darius Rush being a starting corner, at the very least, he adds some depth to that spot. And by the end of the year, who knows? Maybe it's Pat Pete and or Levi Wallace inside. And at the very least, Joey Porter Jr. on the outside with a little bit of help in dime, maybe, from Darius Rush. Again, make sure you're following or subscribed to Fourth Down in the Steel City, however you get your podcasts. Hopefully, especially you like to get it in that free Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y, where you're already listening to 93.7 The Fan, wherever you may be in the world, whatever you may be up to, take us with you. And of course, the video versions as well up on the 93.7 The Fan YouTube page. Next episode, Josh Taylor back in the fold. We will build the game plan for what the Steelers are up against in L.A. against the Rams. Possibility, outside possibility, that Jalen Ramsey is back. If not, we know Deontay Johnson and Pat Fryermuth are going to be back. Is that where this game is won or lost? Rams thin in the backfield. Are they going to be able to run the ball? Some Most teams have been able to run the ball against the Steelers. But do we continue to see the impact of T.J. Watt and Alex Highsmith making big plays to keep the Steelers in games and in some cases put those games away. Does Kenny Pickett recover after the bye week? Lots of questions as to how this thing goes off on Sunday and how the game plan should be built. That's the next episode. Again, thanks to Josh Taylor. Thanks to producer Greg Finley. I'm Chris Mack. This has been 4th Down in the Steel City.